Welcome to Enneagram U with Damon and Kelly, where we explore the mysteries of human personality and help you learn more about you. Whether you're a skeptic or an enthusiast, together we'll take you on a journey of self-discovery using the ancient wisdom of the Enneagram. This is Enneagram U. Hey everyone, welcome to Enneagram U. My name is Damon. I'm here with my friend Kelly. Hi Kelly. Hey Damon, how are you? I'm doing pretty well today. Yeah, I thought we'd start with how you're feeling. Oh, you turned the tables I on did. me. Well, I did. Well, we got to just mix it up a little bit. I wasn't bit. even expecting that. I've never expected to go first in this category. <laughs> now what do I do? Okay, yeah. I'll tell you how I'm feeling. Okay. Well, we, we record this toward the end of the day, and it seems like by the end of the day, maybe how I started feeling is not how I ended up feeling. Yeah. Because I remember you saying there are just a few feelings we have every day. Mm, yeah, just 400 or so. <laughs> <laughs> well, today I've had them all. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling 399. Yes. <laughs> I think we've used some negative, more negative feelings. Like I think I've said frustrated and think, but I just feel good today. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, we haven't recorded in a while. Um, people don't really know our pace for when we record these things. And right. so it's fun to be back. So yes. I think it's just, I feel good. Sun is out and I love, uh, I love that. Yes. I, I love, um, good weather. Absolutely. How are you yes. feeling? Well, I was thinking about on my way here, I feel valued. What a good word. I know. Well, I as just I was good. You just said thinking value. about it, I was like, what is that feeling? I get to share the Enneagram with all these different teams around BU. And today I get to share with our team. You did. And that was awesome. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> not to good. say I was awesome in presenting, but you like it was awesome. awesome just being able to use that as a tool where we're able to affirm each other and just to celebrate the giftedness that each person from our team brings. And it was I don't know. fun. And yeah. it, w- it was fun going around. Now, I didn't know the numbers. You kind of, everybody took a test. I took another test. We'll talk about yes. that in a little bit. And um, because I think last episode I said, I will break the Enneagram. Yeah. This is my goal. But I didn't know everyone's numbers. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised when the tests came in? Because we've worked together for a little bit now. So we kind of know each other. Right. No, I was not surprised. I think it was just an affirmation mm-hmm. uh, for sure. And again, as you work with people, you get to know them. And of course, I look through that lens of the Enneagram uh, quite often. So yeah, it was just fun to get to share it and just to celebrate each person that we have around the table. In the work world, are there um, certain numbers that, that every team needs? Or- yeah. Well, there's certain numbers that tend to lend, themsel- lend themselves to different occupations, right? So probably, as we'll talk about with the sixes, uh, they are the ones that usually do uh, more of the safety and security kind of roles, our military, our firefighters, our police officers. Today, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about the two. Mm-hmm. So they're our helpers. Yeah. And, you know, there's many occupations. Yeah. And on our um, team, we had a, a couple of yes, twos. We have some amazing twos on mm-hmm. our team. You know, there are some companies that actually give the Enneagram as uh, a assessment as they're hiring people because they'll want different numbers around the table. They don't want all of just one number. For placement? For placement. Mm-hmm. Which is a little tricky because how do you know yeah. for sure? Like well, you may I can test. tell you. <laughs> Nothing's for sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 You can test and yeah. So mm-hmm. I took the test again. Yes. And you my haven't blown was, it up yet, but. My number wasn't exactly the same. Um, but I think I was well rested and I was ready to go on that test. Yeah. I, I had, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this test. I'm really going to think about everything. And I think it ended up being the same number, but, uh, I definitely had stronger eight, yes. a stronger eight wing than I usually do. Nine mm-hmm. was still in there, but eight came back as my primary number. Yeah. But I, I also think it's like, I was kind of thinking in my head, 
lean away from the nine yes. some. <laughs> Maybe a little more assertive here yeah. as I'm conquering. It, well, you know, you might have that eight wing since you want to blow up the Enneagram. That's or, right. You know, I mean, just some, to find a, yes. a way to just blow it up in your own way. <laughs> I need to be an eight to do yes. that, right? So, And you are. Yeah. <laughs> and so now I am. I'm an eight. Congratulations. No, yes. You, as far as I know, you can't change your number, but uh, that happens to be a wing. And, and, and I was thinking, you know, it's obviously I'll have one or uh, an eight that'll be strong. And I really didn't know when I was taking the test, um, which one, which one would come out mm-hmm. uh, more. And and then my third number in this particular test, cause they're all a little different, but was a five. Yeah. That surprised mm-hmm. me, but I have done some it work in the past and yes. some analyst work in the past. So I'm like, man, I bet I had to live in that. And that isn't completely natural for me. Right. But I had to live in that for a while. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as we'll talk about with the nines, they do take on attributes of all the other eight numbers. And so there's probably seasons where you find yourself a mixture of all, or even like you said, in the IT world, that was a lot of space in the five. Yeah. Uh, So. Yeah, I can kind of call on certain numbers a little Mm -hmm. bit, I I guess. I don't know. I'm still still working that all out. (laughs) I don't know if this is getting better or worse, everyone. But today we're talking about the two. We have some great twos on our team. So tell me a little bit about the two. Yes. So the two is the loving person. So they really are all about loving and serving others. For them, relationships are so important. They don't just want to be in relationship with us to just gather a lot of friends. They want to be in relationship because it's a privilege to get to know us. And they just have the most thoughtful, caring um, empathy than any other number out there. So they'll know that you have a need probably before you even know you have it. And they'll maybe even meet that need before you even know that you'll have it. I have uh, none of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that, that is so true. The yeah. twos that I know are those twos, are those people that serve you. Yes. And, and I was, I was just, as I was talking to our twos on our team, I remember when I had COVID that one of those folks was one of the first people uh, to reach out, make sure I was all right. Mm-hmm. And I even told them, hey, you served me my first post-COVID meal yes. and left it at my doorstep yes. and all that. And that was really special. Yeah. Um, so I've, I really, I felt cared for. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they just find that such a privilege. So, you know, maybe for the rest of us, we're like, hey, we'll bring a meal. But for them, they're like, they live for those opportunities just to be able to step in and help because they can really put their gifts and skills to to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What roles do twos land in? Maybe we mm-hmm. can guess, but like healthcare or yeah, nursing anything or? in the health uh, helping field. Uh, any way that they can help. Uh, again, a lot of times counselors can be the two. You could have been a two. Yeah. Well, I was definitely conditioned to be the two. I lived <laughs> in that space for a long time and it exhausted me. No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, but just, yeah, that space of helping. Uh, they have an empathy. So any of the professions where empathy is uh, a skill that's utilized, like teaching, um, I mean, empathy is needed in so many different things, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, caring for people, uh, having that, that compassion. Mm-hmm. Wow. Is that needed? Cause there's some of us that don't have a lot of that. So, right. And we just kind of, we have it, but we, I, I just don't always think of it first thing. Mm-hmm. Right. We can all, uh, yeah, utilize that skill of empathy, but for some of us, it's a real stretch. Uh, and again, not that it's not something that we all need to grow in our empathy, but for twos, 
it's just natural for them. It is so life-giving to be able to have that empathy. And they just have a radar around them uh, that like if you're having a bad day, they sense that and they're going to come to you and say, hey, is everything okay? And they're not going to just expect you or hope that you say fine. Like they really want you to be able to say, yeah, I'm having a bad day because da, da, da. Mm-hmm. So it feels um, a little exhausting if you were helping people all the time. Mm-hmm. All of us need help. Well, lots of people around you need help. Yes. And yes. I would say they probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, no speak end to that a little bit. Yeah. Well, for the twos, that's a great segue into then what they need to watch for, you know, as they move from the healthy to of being uh, that loving helper uh, in relationships with others, they can move to what's called the average part of the two. And that's when they are so much more comfortable giving than receiving. But then over time, we know their tank's going to get empty. And as one Enneagram writer says, hell hath no fury as an unappreciated two who has given and given and given, and they're just spent. Um, and so for twos, they really need to have that balance point of giving to themselves as they give to others, you know, pouring into them self-care, um, you know, and just ways to pour in deposits, I say, to their life so that they have some fuel in their tank to give to others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like that, put the oxygen mask on yourself before you put it on your child. Because uh, if they don't, then that average place can move into the unhealthy part of a two, which is uh, their besetting struggle is pride. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not pride like, oh, look at me, you know, I'm number one, but it's more of like, who am I if I'm not healthy? helping or I need to be needed by you or mm-hmm. nobody can help you like I can. And so this codependency of needing to be needed. Do we ever have to tell it to, hey, can you turn that off for just a second? I don't need your help. Yeah, I think it can be a boundary. Now, it's probably going to hurt their feelings, <laughs> uh, but uh, there's a difference between hurting feelings and harming. I think if we allow twos just to keep helping when they're in that unhealthy place, that is not going to benefit anybody. So mm-hmm. being able to encourage boundaries for twos yeah, is ha- really important. I have a person that was in my life that I know is a two and they would offer me uh like things to eat all the time. Yes. Can I get you something? Can I hey I I made this. Can you, you know, do you want to eat this or that? And all right, here's your piece with your fork of uh, right. whatever I they mean, made they had yes. it in hand basically. <laughs> yes. And no I'm like, is not an option. Right. Yes. And I'm sitting there going, well maybe I'm trying to diet right now and I just want to say no thanks. But they're like, oh are you sure you know you don't want this? I'm like so yes. sometimes I wonder if there isn't a little bit of a um yeah just a kind Hey, thanks. I'm good mm-hmm. for right now. But I mean, we've talked about that could be maybe the harder side of things, but man, that care when you need it, they're there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You think about, like, I think about the twos on our team that are just amazing in loving and caring for us and the thoughtfulness that they put into caring for others, you know, and it is such a gift because especially those crisis times that we're going through, twos just step in and they provide what's needed. Uh, and you don't even know that you need it, but mm-hmm. they know. Um, and they just do it um, seamlessly and with such love and joy. Um, and it really helps us so much. But yeah, the the thing for twos just to remember are um, being able to be assertive, you know, that my thoughts and feelings are just as important as yours. And so it's that idea of, uh, you know, kind of Mary and Martha that we hear about in the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, Mary was the one sitting at Jesus's feet. Martha was the two in the story, you know, of like she was the helper and she wanted Jesus to get on to uh, Mary for not helping. Mm. And Jesus is like, hey, there's not the time for that right now. Like there's plenty of things to do, but right now this is the most important. And so for twos to have those boundaries and just to be able to have some solitude and silence, to be able to have a space where they're connecting with God, being poured into, mm. um, you know, having boundaries on how many friends they're helping, how many friends are in their life 
because they can just get burnt out and spent out really, really quickly. I think maybe you said this or alluded to it. Twos need, and you're talking about pouring into them, do twos need to to be helped? Mm-hmm. And they're, are they hard to help because they're always yes. helping? I mean, you probably just said that exact yeah. thing. But yeah. No, like it's a great... Uh, or maybe they want it, but they're giving it so... I don't know, you know... I, yeah, because you were just describing that unhealthy state for a two. So mm-hmm. often, because it's so much more comfortable for them to give than receive, then they believe that what they're going to get in return of giving is to feel loved and accepted. So actually, in that unhealthy space, they're giving, even though they're not consciously aware of it, they're giving in order to get. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening to Enneagram U. And if you enjoy the content that you're hearing here, you might also enjoy some of the other content that we have available at VUFaith.com. That's VUFaith.com. We'll see you there. And now back to Enneagram U. Uh So that's where that codependency comes in. So if they can see that, no, I need to have a balance of giving and receiving. I need to let others have the blessing of giving to me as I have the blessing of giving to others. Mm -hmm. Then it lessens the codependency of I'll be loved if I help you. Um, That's really good. mm -hmm. Man, two sounds like a tiring thing to be. Well, if you're not a two, it can be tiring. Yeah, Yeah. for me it would be. (laughs) You know, for twos, uh, you know, how we can love and care for twos in our life is to be able to help them set boundaries. I think one of the things we have to watch for, and again, this may not be a conscious decision, but we typically go to people that we know are going to say yes for when we need somebody to do something. And so when we go to the two, we're going to automatically expect them to say yes, but to be able to encourage them to say no, Mm -hmm. um, to be able to encourage them when they do say no, to say, thank you for setting that boundary. Uh, Because that's really, really difficult for them to set the boundary. And we want to hear yes, like just in our own selfishness, you know, we want to hear yes to uh, any request that we might have. And so being able to encourage them with boundaries and assertiveness and also really appreciate them. You know, twos a lot of time don't need the platform. Like they don't want you to call them up and like give a big, you know, hoorah for all that they do, but they love words of affirmation. They love those uh, appreciation cards, you know, thank you cards or, Hey, I saw that you did that. And I just want to say thank you for the gift that you're bringing into the world. That's really good. Uh, On a little bit of research I do before these conversations, there was uh, a couple of things for twos and you just said it, that one of their needs uh, is to know they're wanted, mm-hmm. that that's a big need for a two. So if you have a two on your team and they're helping everyone else once in a while, try to stop yeah. and say, just say thank you. Yes. And also being able just to say, you bring a special part to the team with how you are helping um, and ask them, is there anything I can do to help you? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now again, they may push back, but to be able to say, hey, I know as I'm learning about the two, as I'm learning about the helpers that, uh, you know, I want to pour into you as you also are pouring out to everybody else. Right, um, which com- which kind of leads to the second thing that I learned, and that is that they believe that it's not okay for mm-hmm. them to have needs, right? Like to, for them to be helped. Mm-hmm. So we're going to 
affirm them yes. and say, thank you for what you do in the special way that you do it. And oh, by the way, it's okay for me to help you too. Yes. That you're human, uh, that you have needs. You know, again, I think in that unhealthy place, there is this unconscious belief that they can give 24 seven without getting anything in return. So there's like a denial of their own needs or even feeling selfish. Like if I have needs and I must be selfish, but to be able to say, no, taking care of yourself is different than being selfish yeah. and having needs means you're human uh, and that you can also be a blessing to someone by letting them help you. Man, it would be easy to take advantage of it too. Yes. And th- it sounds like it, they would allow that mm-hmm. and not even know. They're yeah, subtly, that. Like, they may not know. Yeah, they're like, I'm serving all the time. My life's blowing up. I don't know. I'm helping everyone mm-hmm. and things aren't getting better. And I just keep helping and helping and yes. things aren't getting better. It's yes. like, that's because you're getting destroyed by all this help. Right. Um, so that's very interesting. Really, because, you know, they're, again, as they're trying to fill like their love tank, we'll say that, you know, it's kind of corny to think of it this way, but uh, they're thinking, if I help you, it's going to fill me. Mm-hmm. But yet, when does that stop? Uh, you know, how many people do I have to help before I'm filled up? Well, if you're looking at it that way, it's going to be never ending. So the more I help, the more I may be loved, but then you're loving or serving everybody and you're just exhausted. So we mentioned earlier that maybe um, the uh, occupations would be like nurse or, Mm -hmm. you know, or counselor or people that are in this nurturing role Mm -hmm. in our society. Um, It might, you kind of went through this, yeah. right? Like yeah. your, your, your initial story is I thought I was a two. Some of that was kind of conditional on my surroundings yes, and yes. the people around me or whatever. And right. I, I think you should speak to that because it's interesting. We do say in the Enneagram that you can't change your number, although I highly doubt that that's true. Um, <laughs> we, we do say, you know, your number is your number, but you can get your number maybe wrong yeah. if you're not paying attention. Sure. You know, nature and nurture, it can be confusing. And I think for me as a little girl, when I uh, found out that my mom and dad were going to have a baby, I think in my little eight self, so my response when they told me that I that they were going to have a baby was, why do we need a baby? <laughs> You have me. Yeah, I know. I mean, of the course. world is perfect right now. Right. Why do we need to mess that up with somebody that's going to come in and rock my world? Most kids would not say that. No. Most kids would be like, oh, I'm so excited, yes. a brother or a sister. And you were like, nah. Hey, a little eight <laughs> says, uh-uh, no. <laughs> uh, this is, I think, what clued my friend Claire in when she heard me tell this story, because she said a two would very much be like, oh, I've been dreaming of someone to love and a, having a baby. And I was just like, oh. Why? So I think for me, feeling like I was going to lose my position in the family, I then morphed into this little helper. Because I remember having a conversation with my grandmother, and she said, um, your mom's going to need help you know, with this baby, and you are going to be a great helper. And I remember just feeling kind of the weight of that burden, like... Oh, great. You know, now I'm going to have to help uh, as I'm standing on a little chair helping her wash dishes before my sister came home from the hospital. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting up uh, through the night when my mom would get up to feed my sister. And again, I don't know how many times that I did this, but I would, um, you know, get my mom water or I would set in color and just be company for my mom. And I remember her telling my grandmother, Kelly is such an amazing helper. And so, and I think in my little mind, it was like, okay, uh, in order to still have a special place in this family, you know, in order to still have some control, I have to help. And so mm-hmm. that as well as being a girl growing up when I did in the time I did, especially in my faith tradition, uh, where girls were not encouraged to be in leadership. So it was like, well, I can 
in a way lead by helping. Um, mm-hmm. And so that that was my journey then to be the two, uh, then going into the counseling field, uh, you know, and it was interesting, we did years ago, the um, Myers-Briggs, and then it had the Kiersey temperament analysis that was connected to it. And with the Kiersey temperament, it gave everybody different like titles. And so uh, I think at the time, we had six counselors on our staff, five of the counselors, they fit under Kiersey temperament counselor. So that was their title. Okay. I was the only one out of all six of us that my Kiersey temperament title was protector. Huh. I knew nothing about the Enneagram at that time, but I was like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, You know, because uh, just feeling like this sense of maybe my clients were like the underdogs and I needed to come help come alongside them. But where the, I got exhausted so often was like, again, how much help is enough help and how many clients are enough clients. So the more I help, the more I might feel loved or I might have a place. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when you see seven or eight or nine clients a day and do that five days a week and right. It seems like yourself out. It seems like you approached your helping as an eight though, even though you, you thought you were a two, you were still just knowing you, you're a leader and you're just like, well, we're just going to accomplish this then we're going to help people. We'll go through the side door. Right. (laughs) Right. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting. And so does that happen to people a lot where they, they have an aha moment? I think so. And that's, again, the gift of the Enneagram, like even those years that I thought that I was a two, it gave me language that I needed to be able as I had that conversation with my friend about being an eight to go, okay, yeah, just because I had this time in that two space, what was motivating me was from that eight space. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just to see to the beauty of a lot of redemption of that, um, a lot of healing. And also, as I've shared before, too, I can't imagine uh, maybe how unhealthy and dysfunctional I would have been if I didn't have my sister, you know, um, just to be able to share the world uh, with her. So <laughs> You would rule the world. Who you, knows? You would probably rule the world yeah. right now. Your sister oh. probably derailed all of that. Yeah. Um, but you're saying because you because of your sister, you had to help. And so there was some health in that. And so that you weren't the center of the universe as an eight. Yes. Uh, I gotcha. Yeah. Because before that, I definitely was as the only child, grandchild on both sides. I mean, you've heard me, everybody on my street were elderly. So I mean, I... (laughs) You ruled the block. Well, and if you can imagine, I had a little big wheel do you remember oh, the big wheel? Yes. Little... I never had one, but I well, I lived in the country. It wasn't so good on gravel, but okay. So if you can picture this little eight, uh, so I would pull out of the garage. We had a little uh, decline. Uh, and so the big wheel had this little thing that you could shift to yes. turn. So my mom <laughs> would say, I would come out of that garage, racing down the driveway and then shift that thing and turn it. And then I'd just be off that mm. to go visit my visit my people. You were going to help Yes. You were well, going, you were misguided the whole yes. time, but you were going like an eight. <laughs> yeah. Going like an eight. Wow. So, well, which is a great point too. in the fact that, you know, four, uh, twos and eights have a, have a, um, arrow to each other. So for the twos being able to take on that assertiveness of the eight is really helpful. And for the eight, taking on the compassion of the two is really helpful. So those, those make good duos. So sometime we'll talk about that, how some yeah. numbers are connected through an arrow on right. the diagram, um, not to get confused with triads and gut and heart and other, you know, other terminology. And right. I asked you that uh, at another time, like, is there a term for 
the era wings is another term, which this is not. Right. Right. This is not. Yeah. Um, so the, there's, as far as we know, there's no real term for these connecting lines. Right. Other than arrows. Arrows. Mm-hmm. We should come up with a term for this. I mean, we might as well. Yes. We shall. Yes. I don't know what it is yet, but we will. And since I'm a nine, I will tap into my four and we'll figure it out. It'll Get be creative. creative. Yes. And. No, this I'll, may be the way you blow it up yeah, I, as you I, enhance it. I could so enhance you thought it was going to be just completely annihilating it, but you may be adding value. Maybe. Oh, wow. <laughs> changed, we changed the Enneagram for the better. For the better. No. Okay. That's not as fun. Well, um, but yeah. Yeah. We'll have to give those a name. Yeah. Well, this has been a great conversation about twos. If you're listening and you're a two... What I hope is you feel helped. <laughs> yes. We love you too. Yes. And we want you to know that you bring so much into the world. But also we want to be just allowed space to also pour into you. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Hey, everyone. If you want to hear some other things about the Enneagram, we have other episodes on Spotify and on Apple and also on our website at vufaith.com. So Kelly, thanks so much Thank for you, Damon. All, all your insight today. Uh, it's and been fun. I'll see you next time. Bye, Kelly. Bye.